What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Geekable. Um, this is a very special episode. We have a very special guest who lives in the same town as me. Really good, really good comic guy, big football guy. We have Brett Von Clock here. Um, I, I met Brett through, uh, he, was, he played uh, basketball with my brother, and somehow they got to talking about comics. Turns out that there's been a, uh, I'm not the only comic guy in town, which is really exciting. Um, so Brett, if you just want to say a quick hello before we get into the show and maybe just introduce yourself real quick. All right. Well, hey guys. Um, so I am, so obviously I know Nick, you know, we started talking on Instagram really interestingly enough. And I, cause I post a lot of Alex Ross and other artists on my story and Nick just, you know, being Nick and loving Alex Ross, he hit me up saying, you know, how good, how awesome it is. And we started talking about comics. It's nice because we've talked about before, like I just said, um, we don't have, I don't have a lot of people to talk about comics with. So it's nice to, it's nice to start talking to Nick and just, you know, really be able to sh- start to, you know, uh, I saw yeah, your yeah. podcast, but we'll be good. <laughs> no, no. Well, thank you for being with us, Brett. It's really nice to have you. And hopefully we'll have, you know, more people come on board as well as we keep doing more episodes and we'll just have you on rotation i guess you can be our you know our resident dc guy since i'm not the biggest dc person and nick is you know more of a marvel guy as well but uh yeah this episode we're talking about dc's you know because we have a very special guest who is all about dc and brett just told me that his pull list is like 80 percent dc and like four marvel titles so we're gonna get into that um I know that Nick and I can usually go and talk about Marvel a lot, but we are going to try to balance it out a little bit here and there. But, you know, thankfully we have Brett for that today. You know, kick us off. What do you want to talk about at DC? Yeah. All right. So, I mean, you guys, we were just before we started, we were talking about the new Batman and going into Tinian. And um, Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of that. You know, I like uh, the one thing that he's doing. Have you read? Have you guys read the issues yet? I know you mentioned you haven't quite yet. I'm I'm a little behind. I'm a little behind, but um, but yeah, I think what am I? I'm just about to start Batman Annual Number One. So the the Ghost Maker little arc oh, okay. is over. I'm very behind, but um, but you know, I've been reading Batman since the New Fifty Two with Snyder. Mm-hmm. I love that. Snyder is just. Oh, so good. I, I could Snyder's I run. could go off on on Scott Snyder. Great guy too. I met him at a con. Like nicest dude ever. Um, nicest dude. But Tinian's run is explosive. Mm-hmm. It's very explosive. Um, so if if I could just hit one more thing about it, you have Scott Snyder. I thought it was more detective noir, kind of darker. Tom King took it over, and it was a little more like punctual. Um, and there was kind of like I can't even really explain what it was. It's very difficult. And then we, and now we have Tinian's run and Tinian is just explosive and hitting all different angles. It's a very good story so far. You're a fan. I'm a fan. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So what I really like, like you mentioned, Tom King, his run, it was interesting to say the least, because it had some really high highs. Like I love the war of jokes and riddles. I'm a huge fan of that. Um, and I liked the very beginning, the three part with the Gotham twins, even though they were, they wore out their welcome. Yeah. yeah the, the new characters that, yeah, he... that, that started out the whole, mm-hmm. yeah, that was, I was a fan of that. Yeah. I, I liked it at the beginning. I liked how, I liked how he had to go to Santa Prisca to take, to take yep. psycho pirate back from Bane. Uh, I liked all that, but then as the run dragged on it, you know, it started to wear out its welcome. And Tinian, basically, he brought it almost back to what Snyder was doing with the first arc was a big time detective story 
with their dark designs it was like it's like who is basically the designers what they call them and it turned out to be it turned out to be a big red herring because you know if you've read it i'm not gonna spoil it if you haven't finished their dark designs but it turns out to be a red herring but it was really interesting because his whole thing was all these gadgets and i know now with uh with what happened to this next event joker war there was bruce was basically trying to rebuild gotham after bane's takeover at the end of tom king's run and he was, you know, he was put, pouring all of his money, um, re, rearming the GCPD. He had all sorts of crazy gadgets. And Tinian was doing all this so it could be stripped all away in the next event. And I thought it was, I thought it was very good writing. And I just, it brought me back to what the stuff that Snyder was doing with just new stuff that has impacts. Like it, it's new, but it's retconned in that it was always there in a sense. And it is a good retcon. I'm not usually a fan of retcons, Mm -hmm. but when it comes to Batman's expansive history, it's almost tough to avoid it. So I kind of I kind of liked how they were able to implicate because apparently because basically what it was is the designer had a plan that was supposed to be implemented at the beginning. And of course, the Joker being the Joker put a big kink in it because, you know, he's the Joker. Right. And so he the plan. So basically what happened was is he took the plan in the future that was supposed to happen when Batman was maybe year one or two or th- maybe four, like Dick Grayson was Robin. And the plan actually happens and is implemented 20 years later or so in the timeline. And I just I thought like it, the fact that it was always there, but obviously is retconned in. I just liked I liked it. You know? Yeah, no, that's good. A fresh take is always welcome. You know, definitely uh, directions are always welcome. Yeah. Anas, like what's your extent of reading with Batman? Do you have any? Um, my extent goes to reading Batwoman and Batgirl. <laughs> I am a huge fan of Batwoman. Um, I've, you know, I got into her comics when the new 52 introduced her and her solo title. And I loved that run so much. And then when it got um, kind of canceled by DC and then relaunched and they retconned a lot of stuff like her proposal and everything like that, there was a huge controversy. I dropped it off, but then I ended up coming back and reading Batwoman Rebirth and I loved that title. I've read the whole thing. And I've also read a bunch of Batgirl runs. I've read a bunch, like especially the Gail Simone one. I'm a huge fan of that run. It's a classic. Um, Yeah, that's a classic. I've that. read some Black Canary, some Zatanna, some uh, some small titles here and there. Um, you know, I'm more of a Vertigo kind of person, so I prefer definitely their more indie titles. I, I love Vertigo. So if you guys want to talk about Vertigo, I'm I'm all for it. I was gonna say, are you a Sandman guy in us? Oh, definitely. Oh, my God. I'm a huge Sandman person. I love Sandman. I love Doom Patrol, Grant Morrison stuff. You know, Doom Patrol is great. Do you watch the Doom Patrol show? Heck yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's one of my favorites. Kinda good. It is yeah, good. that show is really good. It's one of the most unique uh, superhero TV shows out there. And I, I watched all of them. So he's a big, Anas is like the biggest TV guy I know. If there's a show <laughs> out there, he's seen it. There was something I wanted to ask about. Uh, yeah, the, I think it was Doom Patrol. Who, like, wh- give me a name for a run if I was to get into Doom Patrol. Like, do there's you guys only have- one name. Oh, really? Anas, Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison. That's all you need to definitely know. read for Doom Patrol. I mean, there are other solid runs. I don't even know them to be honest. Okay. Like okay. Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol is where it's at. It's basically what the show is, you know. And there's okay. yeah. but the show is pretty much based on Grant Morrison. Yeah, I mean, I watched the show and it was so interesting to me because it was just awkward. Like the show was a bunch of awkward characters. You know, it's kind of like the Guardians where like you have the Guardians and assholes essentially is what like the Guardians is. Like they're a bunch of kind of just screw ups. And like, yeah, misfits. 
And, but then they all come together and they're superheroes type thing. This is like, they come together and it felt like, it felt like they were just still like their own entities on a team. And it, it worked so well, um, just like quirky and kind of different. And I'm all about that. So I, 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 I Grant Morrison, uh, you know, he's done X-Men. He's done a, he's done Superman too. I got to read that as mm-hmm. well, but Grant Morrison's a name that you just, you gotta, he's just the weirdest writer like ever. Oh, he's, so uh, he's got I, some weird stuff. He's got some weird oh, stuff. Weird God, stuff. That man, that man is responsible for probably one of the weirdest Batman stories with our RIP or was it, was it RIP or the black, whatever he becomes fucking Zuran R. Zuran, Batman yeah. is Zuran R. Have you guys heard of that? No. Oh God. It's, it's a whole, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. I have not. No. It's basically a backup personality that he's got in his head for huh, for okay. uh when he gets brainwashed it's peak, oh. peak batman absurdity right there is how i would describe it okay <laughs> like but yeah it's crazy wow. stuff like what, what else are you reading that's like that you're enjoying or not enjoying for modern dc for modern dc yeah I, like what's a must read let's say or well all right so what would you say is like a must read if you wanted to get somebody into dc all right so to get somebody into dc right now i would say pick up tom taylor's nightwing I can't talk enough about Tom Taylor's night. Mm-hmm. I mentioned it to him multiple times. Chip Zdarsky is on multiple. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I, know, I don't know yeah, if yeah. I've ever said it out loud. Yeah. But um, he he's on multiple runs. He just released a run yesterday that I picked up. It's called Justice League: The Last Ride. Chip Zdarsky. Yeah, the guy on Daredevil. I didn't I didn't know he was doing DC stuff. Oh, right? yeah. I had no idea he was doing DC. He is. He's on. Oh, DC is taking advantage of him. They, he's on. He's on multiple two really? runs. He's on two stories. So there's a. There's this um, anthology series called Batman Urban Legends. It's coming out. Okay. And he's doing a Batman Red Hood story in there. And it's unbelievably good. Like, unbelievably good. Chip Zdarsky, I, I, he's the hottest writer in comics right now. I would kind he's, of agree. I mean, he's, he's the hottest writer in comics. He, he really is. I mean, he was Marvel exclusive. And now he's, he's that, did that end like a year ago? Or DC I somehow got their claws in him. And I have no idea. I didn't know this. I'm like embarrassed to say it on air. I didn't know this. Like that's yeah. No, I yeah. I didn't know he was. I didn't know he's Marvel exclusive because I he had he was, was. I can I know that. Yeah, he, probably when he started Daredevil because that started what in 2018. I don't know. But, yeah, something around that time. Yeah, or like so. late or, or like early 2019. That run is amazing. Yeah, it's a great run. That's a, it's just such a that such is a great a, run. Such a great run. Chip Zdarsky is probably one of the best. He, when he writes, I buy one of those rules. I have. It's like, so weird because I got introduced to. The chip as a an, as an artist. I didn't know he was a writer until I started reading his solo stuff. No way. But I knew him as an artist on Sex Criminals. Yeah, that was my first introduction to him. That I hear. And then he did the I legendary Star Lord run, I think, or something yeah. like that. Something about Star Lord that wasn't very good, I believe. I heard that was forgettable. It's it, he's a different guy. He's a different type of guy. Um, going back to Nightwing real quick, why is that a must read? Like just a quick reason. Like why is that something people should read? So basically Nightwing has had a tough couple of years. He's not the only DC character that's had a tough couple of years. You know, we've had, I I think all of them have had a really tough lifetime. (laughs) Yeah. No, but I mean like, I mean like publication wise, you know what I mean? Like, like he had the whole, like his, his run was pretty bad before Tom Taylor took over. And he's basically getting back to the roots because if you ask if you ask a lot of DC fans, Nightwing is one of the one of the, one of people's favorite characters. I, I know a lot of people who mm-hmm. just freaking love Nightwing. Yep. yep. And so Tom Taylor is getting back. He's kind of like the heart of the Bat family. You know what I mean? Okay, so I didn't Tom, know that. Well, yeah. that's how I'd view him. Okay. He's like like the no, heart. That's, that's cool. And and so he Tom Taylor's getting back to his roots in a sense where 
he Dick Grayson really just wants to help people. You know what I mean? That's what his main thing is. And he he's adjusted being raised by Bruce. He's more well adjusted than Bruce, obviously, because Bruce is insane. Mm-hmm. Dick's not really insane. He's teetering the line more so, and Bruce is way there. Um, and so basically the premise is to not go into a crazy spoiler, Alfred obviously has passed. Right. And that's that's old yeah. news. At yeah, this point. yeah, I did not know that, but okay. Oh wow. Yeah, Alfred has passed, and yeah. it doesn't look like they're going back on it, which I I hope they stick to their guns. Because half oh, the people, yeah. half the people yeah. listen, and it and it pains me to say this, but Alfred dying was one of the best things that could have happened for the development of the Bat family as a whole. Elaborate. So elaborate. That's a that's a bold claim. Okay, elaborate. so so yeah, let me get into this. So Bruce was kind of, you know, Bruce, Bruce, he was just being stagnant, in my opinion. And after Scott Snyder's run, he was stagnating. He just, and Alfred kind Alfred died and it kind of brought, it had to bring the family back together. They were apart because um, back in the new 52, the death of the family, that event with Joker, mm-hmm. that yeah, kind great of event, great event, great event, fantastic. Oh, um, and so that happened, and then Endgame happened with Joker. Not to be confused with the much more famous Endgame. <laughs> Endgame happened, and that was you know. And so those two things kind of really separated the Bat family. And then Bruce was falling in love with Catwoman, and was that's all he was focused on. And mm-hmm. then that fell through, and it's, and so the family was really apart. Mm-hmm. And Alfred died because Damien, you know, to if to not go into crazy spoilers, but it was it was kind of Damien's fault. Okay. And, oh, okay, really? And well, okay. Damien views it as his fault. Okay, yeah. And Damien, the thing I like about Damien is that he takes things to heart. Exactly. When I've seen him, yeah. I, you know, I can't really sit here and say like I'm I'm the biggest expert on any character, but from what I've seen, Damien seems like he's a character that's like tough on the outside, soft on the inside. He takes things really hard. Yeah, he does, and he tough kid too. Yeah, like tough life. Brutal life. Um, brutal life, but but continue. I just had to. That's, no, yeah, that's so you, true. You're totally right. But so so Damien obviously takes this to heart, and a lot of people think Damien has gone backwards in his development because he's now on his own trying to, but he's trying to find himself. Mm-hmm. And basically, the death of Alfred basically sent Damien on a new character journey that he desperately needed, in my opinion. It brought Dick Grayson back into the fold because he was separate because he had lost his memory on a whole nonsense really? thing, okay. and so he was said. It brought him back into the fold. And it sent Bruce, it realized Bruce needs, he needs his family around him. He can't right. do things alone. Right. And it's, it's happened a bunch of times at this point, but I really think that this time, like, I hope that they're serious and they're going to really stick with the way things are going right now because, and what they're building towards with in Gotham, it's, I really hope they stay, they don't fold to people who don't like what's going on because yeah. I think it's ballsy yeah, yeah. and I like it. It's ballsy, but you know what, dude, the numbers don't lie. People are buying the book. Mm-hmm. Like people are buying the book. I mean, um, you know, as we're, as we're recording this, uh, what was it? Batman 108 came out and that's the first appearance of what, what's the character's name? Miracle Mary. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, I think it's Miracle Molly. I think her name. Mar- is. Miracle Molly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Miracle is. Molly. She's, she's um, and Anas, that sold how many units? Two hundred thousand copies, which is like a huge number for anybody who is not very informed about comic book numbers. Two hundred thousand copies is an insane amount of copies sold. I mean, books strive for that kind of number. I don't. I can't name that many books that can reach that kind of milestone maybe like big number ones or big number one event books Mm -hmm. um yeah you can't get 200k it's not that easy 
No. Yeah, I, I mentioned I, I haven't seen DC do those type of numbers since Three Jokers number one, oh. which was a huge thing that was years in the making. Years and, and like, years. Like years too. on end. I was actually about to freak out, but yeah, me know, too. Eventually it no. came out and, and it was and worth I, it for me. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about Three Jokers a little bit too while I got you because that's still a little fresh DC thing um, that I, I definitely want to sink my teeth into a little bit with you while I got you here on air. But, um, but no, yeah, crazy. You know what? A new character that can drive up numbers, but it's just the fact that Tinian has done, uh, the writer has done new characters and they've worked. So now people are like, okay, this is going to be a new, um, a modern classic. Well, yeah, yeah, that's because he's at this point, he's made, he's like on fire with new characters. Punchline was a hit. Yeah. I love Ghostmaker. Ghostmaker's I, cool. I think he's awesome. He's cool. And cool. even Clown Hunter is pretty interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's, yeah I don't yeah. know what they're going to do with him, but he's pretty interesting. I, I don't know where that character is going either, but he, there's um, needed someone but like I him trust. Awesome, yeah, in my d- I agree too. He's just kind of like out there killing people. Not quite enough <laughs> people killing the right people in Gotham. Yeah, I mean, there's too many people killing the wrong people. Yes. Um, dude, Anas, did I just ask you this, but did you read Three Jokers? I have not. Okay. I have not. See, here's the thing about DC. I always find it very yeah. daunting to get into it because... With Marvel, it's like I've been up with it for decades at this point. So I'm like, I'm very well versed and I don't feel lost in the shuffle whenever I pick up a book. But with DC, it's always very daunting because there's a lot of cross, you know, crossovers happening. There's a lot of stories that cross over with each other. So if I pick up a book and it's not like an independent solo self-contained storyline, I find it hard to get into. And I feel like a lot of people who don't read comics that often can also face this issue. So that's why, I, for example, when, I, when you ask me what books I've read recently, I've mentioned, you know, Batwoman and Batgirl because those were very self-contained. And I also read like some of um, the new Rebirth Catwoman. And when that book started getting involved with Batman and the wedding that was happening at that point, I kind of got lost and I didn't know what was going yeah. on. So I just dropped it. Yeah. So that's what I want to ask you because like I know there's detective comics and there's Batman. So and there's the Nightwing and all the other Bat family characters. So if I wanted to get into Batman's run, because I'm very interested by all of what you're saying, would I be able to just like pick up Batman by Tinian and just get into it? Yeah, so I think it would be, it wouldn't be the easiest thing. You would basically just have to know. Yeah, see, the thing is with Batman by Tinian is he picked up right after Tom mm-hmm. King's run. And they didn't, mm-hmm. he, didn't even, he didn't even get a new number one. He just took over on issue 86. And so I would recommend starting at somebody's number one. Because okay. you, you don't really have to know, as long as you know, you know, you know who Batman is. If you see, you know, the Riddler, you know who that is. Of course. And, and yeah, so it's like, it's the, with you. So I would say maybe start with either Snyder's number one. Even if you read the first 30 or so issues of Tom King's run are good, if you want to check that out. Um, and I would, I would say maybe mm-hmm. using, maybe reading some of like, like the Batman's Grave by Warren Ellis is a mini, it's, it's mm-hmm. a maxi series. That's pretty good. It was 12 issues. I like Warren Ellis. Yeah, Warren Ellis is pretty good. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of tough to say where to get into Batman. But I would say in terms of self-contained runs, DC Black Label does oh. a lot of good stuff like that. They're not yeah. they're not so much canon. Like, for example, like um, Adam Strange has a run that's 12 issues by Tom King. Tom King is really good at like obscure relatively obscure mm-hmm. characters definitely his mr miracle mr miracle that was amazing that was you read, you read mr miracle yeah. oh i have my it God. i have it but i've heard incredible yeah. tom king's best work in my opinion yeah yeah so that's a good one to get into his rorschach i haven't been reading it but i heard it's okay but i i, I like in terms of how to get into it runs like that like um 12 issue runs they're all super self-contained 
Like, obviously, I, like, I want to get into like the bigger stories. You know, I don't want to have to pick up Detective Comics and Batman. And I also know that they're going like the next Batman right now, which I don't know if that's future state or current states. I don't know what's happening yeah, with that. The next Batman is you don't have to worry about that. That's that's he's he's not. <laughs> He's not really, he's interesting, but I think, I don't think any, at this point, I don't see anybody ever wrestling the cowl away from Bruce just for sales purposes. You know what I mean? Like, I like, I like the next Batman a lot, but I just don't see him ever being able to sell enough to be the main only Batman. But I'm glad that he's getting his, his series it's the same with all the um, future state people. Like, I don't know if they'll ever be able to surpass the ones that came before, but they definitely deserve a spot. I read a bunch of the Future State number ones when they first came out, and I liked some of them, but I felt like, you know, it's like uh, you said, it's, uh, you know, as you said, I don't think they're going to ever surpass the original characters. Um, what I really liked was the next Batman. I really liked the Harley Quinn Future State issue that I read as well. And there was the Future State Wonder Woman that was pretty interesting. I, li- I liked those a lot. But then I read Future State, I think it was Superwoman, or and I, I hated it. It was so badly written. I was so lost. I was, I was so confused. I had no idea what was going on. So I just like, again, dropped off on the event. So it's, it's yeah, it's hard to get into DC sometimes. Yeah, I'm with, I, I told, because I, I feel the same in a sense, in a sense with Marvel as well, because, and I, like, I, I keep up with Spider-Man. Obviously, I've been picking up every Nick Oh, Spencer yeah, you're Spider-Man. a Nick Spencer guy. Yeah, because Spider-Man's probably, Spider-Man's my favorite Marvel hero. Like, obviously, that's pretty basic but you know it's just a simple fact you know no no i like a lot of people agree with you on that and then um so and i read daredevil because he's just the absolute man Mm -hmm. but in terms of like like for example like in terms of jumping into the middle of an avengers run like a good a good thing i i think of is when i'm reading a dc book and i see a character and you know they have the little character the cute thing that they do where the characters like it's in their font whenever they say it's like oh it's so and so in their font in the comics it's kind of funny yeah but I, uh, whenever I'm, whenever I'm reading a, a DC book, I'll see a character. And I'll be like, oh, I know who that is. Like before, and then the page flipping. Oh, yeah, that's who I thought it was. When I see it, when I'm reading a Marvel book, I'm like, all right, I know who this character is. He's a Spider-Man villain, and this character is a Spider-Man villain. Who, who are all these other villains? And it's like, that's how we are with. DC. Yeah, and I figure that's what I, that's why I figure because I figure you guys are probably in the same, in the same boat. Yeah, but that's that's like especially in Nick Spencer's run. Like I, I didn't know who the hell Arcade was goddamn boomerang like all these all these yeah. interesting villains now i know because they're in the chance good lord oh god yeah 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 there's definitely obscure like even we don't really know like chance that well i, I have no idea what that is yeah, yeah he's like the gambling he, dude. he's the like, gambling dude that he's part the, of the run was the foreigner confusing. he's the yeah oh, the he's linked yeah. to the four it's yeah. it's a that was a little that was a little that much. the run got a little slow during that point but then he, we got to last remains and stuff and it was you know it was good yeah yeah last remains is going well you know what i think everyone's seen it by this point why don't we talk about the uh, the Snyder Cut a little bit? Oh, boy. <laughs> why don't we talk about it a little bit? We get just, into it. Why don't we get into it a little bit? So how I feel about the Snyder Cut is... Yeah, start us off. All, I mean, basically at this point, this is what us DC fans are going to get, you know, for a Justice League movie. And I, I've grown to accept it for what it is. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, it's still full of Snyder nonsense. And which the whole the whole trilogy was. But in terms of like, I've like I've had to do a lot of writing in my head to make it fit for me. You know what I mean? Like, like the big thing for me is if if Batman's going to kill someone, there's only one person in the entire world of comics that he can kill first. And it is the Joker. 
So if he's going to be killing people that is not, are not named the Joker, I have a problem <laughs> with that. Of course. I had to say, like, I had to write in my head, like, oh, well, he failed. And you know, I had to give up a whole headcanon reason for why Joker is still alive. So it would even work. But I liked, you know, the movie itself kind of dragged, but and it was so much better than the theatrical cut. Like, I couldn't even. I felt like it made more sense, definitely. But it was just so long. I mean, four hours for any movie is a very long time. And there was a lot of stuff that was put in there that I didn't feel like, you know, belonged in there because they were just pulling on threads that they were never going to continue, like the Martian Manhunter mini, you know, mini arc or the future vision thing. I just wish that they would have cut those off a little bit, shaved them off um, and just kept it more self-contained because Zach knew that this was going to be the last Justice League movie. There was not going to be a Justice League 2. And so I don't see the point in including those points beyond maybe Easter eggs, you know? Like seeing Green Lantern in that um, war, that ancient war was pretty cool. But, you know, the whole Martian Manhunter thing and him coming back in like the post credit scene to talk to Bruce, I just couldn't get into it. And the visual effects on that one was obviously rushed and barely finished. So I, I did not, you know, enjoy that very much. It was okay. It was better than the theatrical cut, but definitely not my favorite. What did you think of it, Nick? Yeah, I, you know what, dude? I, I, I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to say this. To, to an extent, but I started with my parents about a month ago, actually like the weekend it came out, started it. They were like loving it. So I guess, I don't know if that states anything about general audience, like, <laughs> I don't know, but they were like loving it, but I, we never really finished it. And that's why I hate starting shit with them is because like they, sometimes like life happens and like they're busy people and like, we can't really finish it. And I'm like, are we going to watch it? And then we just don't get around to it. But what I did see, um, you know what, dude? I just wasn't the biggest, like Batman wasn't Batman. Like he was like, kind of just like, and I, I don't know. It's just like, I was watching it for Batman, right? I'm a big Batman guy. Everyone else to me is like, okay. But I just like, Batman wasn't like doing enough. He wasn't like punching enough. He wasn't like doing it enough for the team. It just felt like it was like everyone else. And then like Batman a little bit. And I just was like, I don't know. Cause I'm just a Batman guy, but overall, I kind of like the CGI a little bit from what I saw, like the Amazonians fighting Steppenwolf. That was badass. Yeah, that, was cool, yeah. that was badass when scene. I was watching. I was like, damn, like first of all, they got all these CrossFit people and all these CrossFit chicks. And it's like, <laughs> you don't even need to CGI them. It's yeah, just like, no. they're just <laughs> yeah, built. They're like they could house me. And I'm just like, Dan, you know, you see them like the slow-mo of them, like taking down the pillars, which was super gratuitous, but you know, yeah, 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 slow-mo, hey, but hey, it's yeah, fine. Very, very. Yeah. The slow-mo. Oh, slow I saw this. I think IGN did a thing where they were like 16% of the Snyder cut is in slow motion. I saw that too. I saw that too. <laughs> I was like, damn. And like, he could have cut that down to eight easily. Yeah. I mean, if he, if he didn't use any slow motion, I think the movie would have been around like three hours instead of four. Yeah. I, and yeah. I, I totally agree. And the thing is, some of the slow motion was necessary. Like with the Flash, there's really yeah, only no, one definitely. way to portray of his course. powers. And I like the, some of the slow-mo scenes where it's like, if it wasn't so happening all the time, like some of them are cool shots. I'll say that for sure. Like I love seeing Wonder Woman like do her flip in slow-mo, like her little yeah, spin flip yeah, that she no. always does. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's that. badass. But he used it for, oh man. Everything. Every yeah. single thing. But like I said, given that that's what we're going to get, 
Yeah. I like have learned to really like, and when it came out, I was like over the moon, too over the moon, because I was like, oh my God, we're getting a freaking Justice League movie. And I was really skeptical going in because I was like, this is this is not going to be good. And it was better than I thought it would be. Mm. So I was like, wow. And to your point about Batman, like being not so Yeah, much what do you think about that? So you agree or? I agree to an extent, but I was, I thought the other, I thought the opposite at first because of seeing the theatrical cut, he did literally nothing. And I, I don't know if you guys have seen the theatrical cut, but it's. I did. I have in the movies, yeah, I and I fell asleep during the Aquaman um, scene, and then I woke up midway through the movie, and I was like, "Oh, what did I miss? Oh, nothing Jeez. important, I guess." Yeah, literally, Jack. And, and so he he literally did nothing. Like all he did was get slapped around by Superman in the theatrical cut. Like it was bad. <laughs> and so really? so he's not the same. Like he's not really Batman, but he was so much better than he was that I was like, "Oh my god, this is like." A, at first, I totally my knee jerk reaction was like so satisfied. And as I watched it again, I was like, all right, this movie definitely has some things. that. Well, it sounds like a little and I don't want to like, but it sounds like a little like you're just like what you just said is like the first movie, the theatrical cut was awful for Batman. And this is a little bit better. It's kind of it's kind of what I'm hearing. Is that not? I would say I would say a little bit. Okay, but I would say like, like, it's not like he like he totally deserves to be there. Yeah. Whereas yeah, it yeah. seemed like he didn't. Okay. Like the, there's this scene, you probably haven't gotten to his best scene, the Snyder Cut. Oh, okay. so his, talk about it. So, so there's this scene briefly. and it was kind of in the theatrical cut, but it goes into it more. He basically, Batman basically solos the entire Parademon army. That's basically. it. That's okay. what he does during the entire battle. So okay. they're all fighting Stephen Wolf, okay. you know, and Barry's doing his thing, which is, you know, I don't want to spoil what Barry's doing, Okay. okay. but, um, and so Batman basically leads the Parademons away and he's taking them on the Batmobile. And then he basically gets one of their guns, which I, you know, I don't really love it, but uh-huh. it's fine. Yeah. And he basically takes on all the parademons while they're fighting Stephen Wolf. And I thought, you know, in this situation, that is something Batman would do. You know, he wouldn't Good. try to, he okay. wouldn't try to throw down Fair with freaking point. Stephen Wolf because it's, you know, right. Aquaman yeah, and Wonder Woman are throwing down with Stephen Wolf. So and he, they're kind of getting their asses beat. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're <laughs> holding their own, but it's not going great. Right. You know, so... And so Batman basically is like, all right, I'll take on the parademons. And he basically kills all of them. Oh, cool. Okay. Which I thought yeah, was, cool. I, I thought was cool, you know? Yeah, and, well, that is cool. Because what else are you going to do with Batman in a huge battle like that? And this is, people, great writers struggle with this. You know what I right. mean? Like what to right. do with Batman when you're, they're fighting dark side. Definitely. And great it, writers struggle with it. it. Like fantastic ones. You yeah. know what I mean? And I always find, I mentioned this to you one time, but I always find it funny how writers find ways for Batman to weasel out of getting like controlled or trapped with the rest of the Justice League. Because you got, you, you want to have Batman free so you can do stuff with him because he's versatile and, you know, he's yeah. a good character to write with. So they want to have Batman in the picture. So, like, the rest of the Justice League will get sucked into a portal and Batman will, like, he'll have been saving Victor or something or something random. Or he'll be in the Fortress of Solitude while everybody else gets mind controlled. And okay. it's like, it's like, wow, okay, there's always a way for Batman to weasel out of things. Yeah. You know, so, he's just one of those characters but where that happens. But, but. I, I like it. You know, I think it's I think it's funny. If if I could just end the Snyder Cut with one thing, I just want to say that you told me this, and I've heard it online, is that the Snyder Cut is uh, it felt not as long as it was, and I think that is a a good compliment to the film because it was long as hell. And when someone says you know the movie didn't feel that long, that means you enjoyed it, right? That means that means you enjoyed the film and it went by quick. Yeah, um, I have to hard disagree on that one. Oh, really? I, I was checking my phone every ten minutes and I was like, "Oh my god, is this is this ever gonna end?" It was it's just too oh, yeah. forever. Definitely. Yeah, but uh, you know what I what I personally enjoy more than the DCEU or you know the live action movies 
is the animated stuff because say what you will about Marvel versus DC and all that stuff, but DC excels in animated stuff. Their animated shows and their animated movies have been, you know, a pillar of the comic book community. And it's part of why a lot of people got into comic books in the first place. I mean, I think we're all from the same age. So why don't we like, you know, I think we all grew up watching Batman, the animated series, right? And that's what I was going to. Oh, hell yeah. I was going to get into because. Oh, yeah. I was going to say what made me eventually start to know DC more than Marvel and lean there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That one. Yeah, we'll do that. (laughs) But um uh so but with, with we'll have to cut that one hold on <laughs> or, or you know or we or we just won't cut it i just i just slacked or i just put in the chat we need to talk about invincible and brett literally stops and goes oh yeah we do because invincible is <laughs> invincible but sorry to cut you off go ahead. all right so oh yeah so i i obviously was i was real like i was maybe five years old when justice league unlimited was literally airing like new episodes and i was like I was like, wow, like this is just amazing. Oh, so yeah. I, oh, dude, I watched Death the cartoon. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, my God. 2001. Can yeah. we just like take a second? Yeah. That's when when Justice League, ago. the original Justice League Ooh. without the, the new heroes, like pure uh, 2001. And then they did Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. And I didn't actually that. recently rewatched those like two months ago. And I was blown away by the level of, you know, the beauty of the animation, how smooth it was. It was beautifully remastered. I think it was like a, there was a 4K out there. And I thought it was really well done. It was well written. The characters all felt, you know, important and they had their own roles in the team. The whole arc with Hawkgirl was pretty interesting to see her character development through like the end of Justice League, through the first season of Justice League Unlimited. I thought it was great stuff and definitely one of the best um, DC animated shows out there. Almost as good as Young Justice, I would say. Oh God, Young Justice, man, I love that show. I actually, I actually, when it got, when season three got announced, that was like one of the best days of like my last five years, dude. I'm not even kidding. Like, I was so excited because I, I literally like that show was, because I was watching it when I was like 10 or 12 years old when it was coming out. And I was like, wow, like this is really freaking good. Like, and it was the same with Spectacular Spider-Man. Oh, oh I, was, I love that. That's my favorite show. Spider-Man show. Yeah. Damn good show. Yeah, I think it has, I think Spectacular Spider-Man Oof. has to be better than the 90s Spider-Man. It's just it's definitely just a little bit better. If, if I could pause for one second, what is Young Ju- Justice? I watched Wait. Teen Titans. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I watched, watched Young Justice? No, I watched Teen Titans. I watched the Justice League. Okay, watch Batman, and that's pretty much it for DC. I love you, but you need to go on HBO Max right now. This is not an ad, but you need to go on HBO Max and subscribe so you can watch it. I have HBO Max. I can. I'll I'll have to check. You have to. Like this is your weekend plans already made. You're you're binging Young Justice. It's phenomenal. It's one of the best. Um, I need a show right now, actually. Just just to. I need a show. So that's perfect. All right. Yeah, that's it. Is is really good. I would say it's like. At first, when I started approaching it, I thought it was going to be like Teen Titans and have a little bit more of a childish or like young teen tone, but it's actually pretty serious. It's like it tackles very heavy topics and it deals a lot with like politics and interplanetary, you know, politics as well. And it's just a great lineup of characters that keeps evolving. They deal with trauma in a beautiful way. I think it's definitely one of the better shows out there. And season three was one of the better ones. You know, I I enjoyed where they took the show. It was a it came back after a few years, so that gone on hiatus or okay. it was canceled for a while. Yeah. That's sad. And but... they really took it in a beautiful direction. So I think you would really enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. It's cool. Like honestly, cool. to say like Young Justice is one of the best written versions of the DC universe. Like no I, okay. lie. Definitely. Like it is one of the best, and it's it's pretty streamlined, obviously, because it's a show. And it's like no, if you want to okay. get into the honestly, it helps like if you want to get into the DC universe, Young Justice is one of the good ways to do it because 
it's one of the best written versions of the entire universe. They do such a good job of just of making it their universe because they have a spe- yeah. specific Earth in the multiverse, and like they have their oh, own thing. Really, but it doesn't okay. it doesn't go into it. But like they they have like it's their own Earth. Okay, so they can oh, do what right. they want with it. You know what I mean in terms of storytelling. Okay, and they'll reference key DC events in subtle ways. Like it's ah. cool. It's it's real cool. That's cool. okay. I yeah. definitely recommend it. No, that's. That's good. I mean, you know, the one thing that you guys keep chewing my ear off about too, just to switch it up for a second, is uh, Invincible. Oh, yeah. In the comic too. And you know what? Like, it's just like everyone, I tell tell everyone like, oh, I, I, you know, I kind of put my head down when I say it. I haven't read Invincible. I haven't watched the show. And I hear- only eight episodes. Come on. I watched the show. You know what though? You know what guys though? Real quick, like I want to read the comic before I watch the show. Yes if or no? If you have time to sit down and read like 144 issues of Invincible, be my guest. It's a beautiful run. It doesn't even drag on a little bit. Like I read through the whole thing within a week, maybe, and I didn't even feel it. Yeah, so did he. I told him the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Literally flew by it. I was like, "This is 144 issues. What the hell?" That's like awesome. I, I never had ran like I'd never been so invested in a run of yeah. comic books. Like, no, I, I I only hear that it's. And this is, I don't even know if this is a big statement or not, but I hear it's like one of the, one of, if not the best superhero comics ever written. I consider it the best. Definitely. Yeah. I, I you consider think, it the best. I don't yeah, think there's anything that really beats it. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's just so unique. Yeah. Like, and it's long form. So it's not like you have a six issue arc and then a completely unrelated, totally separate, another six issue arc. Yeah. It's the whole 144 issues is literally just the one main story. That's and it's just him getting his ass beat. Is that what it is? Uh, and then him bouncing. No, no, not at all. Right. I mean, oh. that's a that's a huge part of it. But that's what know, it the, okay. The I feel like it's it takes the Marvel universe and the DC universe and it builds upon what's already been created by other amazing creators and writers and artists. And it just takes all those tropes and reinvents them in new ways, which makes it so unique. Like you read it and you know that where this direction of the story is heading. And then it comes like with a curveball at you and it completely takes you the other direction because you just cannot, because Robert Kirkman knows comics and he knows those universes. So he's playing you, you know, he's like, he's doing oh, that's this cool. for comic book fans, but he's also in it to shock them, you know? Wow. So for those who have watched the show, I'm not going to spoil it for Nick, but you know, for those who haven't, sorry, the twist in the end of season one was pretty big and shocking to a lot of people. And when I was reading the comic book, I didn't see it coming. And I was like, oh, okay, like now you've got me hooked. Now I'm interested. And that was the reason why I kept going with the entire book because I wanted to see where this was going to go. And it went in very unexpected directions. And I thought it was, you know, honestly very beautiful. And I think the show is very faithful to the comic book. Some lines are like straight out of the comic book. And season one just ended only eight episodes long. And it was beautifully animated, very gory, I would say, and well worth a watch. Okay. Yeah, I'm not the biggest on gore, but like animated gore I can do, but... um. But yeah, no, I, I gotta, I gotta do it. I gotta, I just gotta commit to it. And 144 issues, I guess it's not it's, too bad. I mean, it's honestly, it doesn't feel like it. it okay. Because you'll, yeah. Again, I, that's one of the biggest one things. One thing I will say. say about the comic book though, is the art for the first, I think it's at least 15 issues, maybe 20. The art for the first issues are, it's visibly dated at this point. Okay. But once like, once Ryan Otley really finds his stride, mm-hmm. it to this day is some of the most beautifully drawn great like yeah comics, like. yeah i mean ryan otley's great i mean we got him on spider-man and he left spider-man and he's doing more marvel stuff we don't know what it is 
Ooh. but he's coming back from more Marvel shit. So you got you got to like he's just he's so good. Yeah, he's, he's, he's so good. Um, yeah, he's he's one of the best. But um, but yeah, no, I mean, Brett, if if we're kind of coming down to the wire here a little bit on time, but one thing that I just really wanted to get into is maybe like if you could just say like your top three favorite uh you know dc villains or heroes i don't care how obscure they are i don't care who they are if you could get into like your top three that'd be kind of cool to hear because um everyone has different dc people with marvel it's kind of predictable at this point Mm. because the movies and stuff but like yeah let's let's see what you have to say okay so for dc i'm just gonna take batman out of the equation okay because he's born okay yeah fair enough everybody's got batman on the list and taking him out um slade wilson deathstroke I love Slade Wilson as a character. Um, he's, I've recently, I, I've read a bunch of his runs, his rebirth run. And I recently picked up a run by Tony. I think it's, it's Tony Daniels. Tony yeah. S. Daniel. I yeah. Think. Tony S. Daniels. Yeah. yeah I've heard I, of him. I picked up a run by him and I, I picked up the first volume and it's really good. And I just, I, I love when he squares up against Batman. I love, I love when he goes against anybody because he's one of the best fighters. And so if you basically, if you're fighting Deathstroke and you win the fight, or even if you keep up with them, mm-hmm. you're it's basically like yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's and like only it, the bat can really do that, or you, or you have to be up there on his yeah, level. Oh, you like, have to be up whenever, there. like when, for example, when uh, Tinian took over after Tom King's run, one of the first things he did was have Batman get yes. into a fight against Deathstroke and kick the crap out of him. Yeah, and that was kind of like everybody was like the bat's back, guys. You yeah. know, like everybody's That's like let's sick. go. And so Slade Wilson definitely. Next, I would say John Constantine. Ooh, have you guys yeah. heard? Of, have you guys heard of John Constantine? I've heard of him. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, I love John Constantine. Tom Taylor did a run on him, Hellblazer, I think it's called. Rise, yep. Hellblazer: Rise and Fall, which was very good. And yeah, uh, he's he gets into the really really nitty gritty parts of like I don't know, Anas, you might have seen his movie City of Demons. I've seen the movie. I've seen the you know the animated movie. I've seen the 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 CW show that got canceled after one season. And I've seen the Keanu Reeves movie. So I'm like, you know, okay. I'm into Constantine. Yeah, you know. I've even seen Justice League Dark just for Constantine and Zatanna because I love the magical side of the DC universe. Yeah, Justice League Dark is a great, I love reading their books. They have they have some good runs. Yeah, that's good stuff. And they Man, usually, and yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, that's sick. And they usually, the thing that's about sick. Justice League Dark is they're somewhat niche. They usually don't have, like, they don't even have their own title. They're on the back of Bendis' Justice League right now, which mm-hmm. I think is a travesty. They need, there needs to be a Justice League Dark title. Definitely. But it must not be, I mean, it's, they can never get past 20 or 30 issues whenever there is one. So I don't. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I'm like, can somebody else buy this? Like, right. Fuck. That's funny. <laughs> I know only the one way. Like, there's only one way they're going to keep going. I can, like the fact that they're relegated, relegated to the back of the Justice League book is like, come on. Yeah, that ain't but sad. at least they're getting stories, I guess. So so John Constantine is up there. And I guess hmm, let me think of a third one because I don't want to. Yeah, I, mean, take a I mean, obviously, Lex Luthor. I love him, dude. I love wow. him. As a villain, you know, because and I, I also really liked what Jeff Johns did with him in the new 52, how he's like weaseled his way into the Justice League, because mm-hmm. I mean, and he his goals are like, well, when he's written properly, I think his goals almost line up, not line up entirely with them, but he just hates the fact that Superman makes him look, you know, not as strong as he wants to be. So if he he's obs- in the new 52, especially he's obsessed with being on Superman's level. Yeah. He builds a suit. He builds a suit so he can be Superman. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, and he, and I, I find that interesting because he, he really just wants to be seen as, as good as Superman. That's funny. And yeah. it's an interesting, it's an interesting little dynamic. Yeah. 
No, that's the best part about Lex is he just has that like inferiority complex with Superman and it just drives him to be uh, to be crazy and to be a villain. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that. I wish and he was around. There's more. there's this thing in All-Star Superman, which is a great run. And it's he basically he, he says, like, if you weren't here, I would have saved the world. And Superman's like, Lex, you would have saved the world a long time ago, pal. Like, because it's true. Lex Luthor is so smart. He, he could save the world. But he's but just he's so obsessed with Superman. Obsessed with Superman. And he can't he can't That's get past cool. it. And I really like that about him because he could be the greatest hero. If yeah. he wasn't so mentally, and obviously like, his life has been tapped, his father beat him and stuff. He's had a, yeah, he had a yeah. crazy, there's a reason he's the way he is and has that inferiority complex. And, but it's just, if, super, if, if he could get over that and he almost did in the new 52, he tried to help the justice league, but he always has his Lex motives in the back of his head, which always causes problems. Hmm. And I, I like it when he, I just say he's, he's an interesting character when written properly. He can also be written Zach poorly, but you know, right. And a great example is, of course, BBS. But yes, yeah, yes. Oh, friggin oh, big old was... Zach strikes again. Oh, but... that was the probably the biggest thing that hit me was like, this is Lex. Like it's yeah. just like I don't know. But um, but no, thanks for getting into that. I mean, I wish I wish we had. I wish we could make these friggin' six hours long because <laughs> right? they, it needs to be. But we're gonna we'll, we'll cut it here and. We'll, we'll brett we're definitely having you back for more dc stuff um i mean definitely. you know your stuff um you know that's that's the most important part uh, you know it's just you know the material and you know it as well as we know marvel stuff and i'm 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 jealous i wish i knew dc stuff as well as that but mm-hmm. um but dude thank you so much for being on today we really enjoyed talking to you um you you will be back um and uh and yeah do you, do you have anything anything you want to leave it with well, I mean, thank, thank you guys for having me. This is like the first time I've ever been on a podcast or anything. So, I mean, this is, this is a great experience. I love, love talking to you guys about comics and I can't wait to be back. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here with us. And um, before we finish it off, I just want to say that we appreciate all the feedback and the support that we've been getting for the past few episodes. And we did have some technical issues with Instagram. And so we had to like update our account so if for anybody who is following for anyone following geekable dot podcast we are now going with geekable underscore podcast so feel free to follow us there and we will keep you updated with new comic book news and episodes to come and thank you for listening have a good day thanks everyone see you next time <laughs>